Let me get comfortable. <laughs> I can barely hear myself. Oh, woo. What is with all the stories about animals getting their heads stuck in jars and buckets? I have noticed an uptick in those of late. What is going on? Like I don't what? Know. It used to be like there was probably every few days there was a sinkhole story. You'd see a news report about a mysterious sinkhole that developed overnight and then You'd see the, you'd see the reporter standing by the sinkhole, telling you not to go near the sinkhole, telling you not even to stare directly into the sinkhole. But now the sinkhole stories are all gone, and it's animals with their heads stuck in jars. Those videos when they're like, "Check out this coyote with its head stuck," and then it's funny for about three seconds, then you just feel bad for it. Yeah, because it would be embarrassing. Like you, you think a wild animal is not. Capable of feeling shame or humiliation. They do. Yeah, it's hard to be cool with your head stuck in a jar. Yeah. What's what's up, animals? It's like... <laughs> hey, stupid, that's not where your head goes. We are... Like, if you think about it, human beings, we continue to evolve. Like, we get, we're sending civilians to the edge of space. We're uh, transplanting human faces. And what have animals done? Oh, great, you can lick yourself. Awesome. They're going to name a school after you for that. And they keep telling you, oh, coyotes are super smart. Deer are super smart. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know the last time I got my head stuck in a mayonnaise jar. Yeah. Could you walk into a Canadian tire and buy a new battery for your car? I don't think you could. Can you change your windshield wipers on a minus 40 day in a Canadian tire parking lot? Yeah. Forget about it. Can you walk into your bank and set up a TFSA? I don't think so. Ooh, neither can I. Oh. Everybody, it's a podcast. You can't get these just anywhere. Nobody's doing podcasts. It's just me and Bryce. There are no other podcasts out there. No, we're the first and last. Uh, Welcome to ours. I guarantee you my phone is going to ring during the podcast today. Perfect. It's been chiming nonstop this morning. They're getting hardwood floors installed. Oh, the floor goes in today. It's sort of, this is. There it goes. See what I told you? My God. Do people not know I'm at work? Perhaps I should read this. Yes. Um, Ooh, maybe we should do that move. Remember in uh, grade school when someone was busted passing notes and they'd make the teacher would make them read it out loud? <laughs> and it was always like, do you like me? Yes. No. Maybe. Check a box, please. No, it's my beautiful bride. I feel bad for her because she's the one stuck home all day with the contractors every single day. You can't live on the main floor of our house. Like it's unusable. It is it was stripped right down to the to the studs. Everything was gone. The new kitchen went in last week, but it's just kitchen cupboards and like there's no countertop yet. So that's not it's so there's no plumbing or anything. But today the hardwood floor guys are there and this is the thing that when you pick $16,000 worth of hardwood floor out. You're looking at a sample, I don't know, this big. Yeah, I'm, like a Subway sandwich. Exactly. That's what you're, and you're basing your decision on that. I could get home from work today and be met with tears. Like it could be, oh my God, we spent 16 grand on that. It looks horrible. I don't know what I'll be walking into later on. Yeah, at least you don't have to wear shoes inside your house now. Oh, 
that was that's been brutal actually. So anyway, the um, anyway the the renovations keep going. Therefore, I have no recommendation this week because all I've been doing is looking at pictures of tile, looking at pictures of hardwood floor, looking at paint chips. I am bored out of my mind. Are you like, putting that hardwood down in a nice herringbone? No. Who would do that? Herring, hardwood herringbone? Hardwood herringbone? Are you kidding me? That is one of the classiest, nicest. I mean, the labor oh, yeah. costs are through the roof. And but. it would be out of style in about 14 minutes. Herringbone never goes out of style. Uh, it does. <laughs> no, we kept uh, it pretty traditional. Me and my dear friend Brian Baumler would disagree. Mm. Oh, yeah. Remember when you had him on the podcast a few weeks ago? Dear, <laughs> dear friend. Uh, so anyway, I have no recommendation. Okay, well, when you do get back to reality, and by that I mean realize that a herringbone is timeless, hmm. uh, and you get back to watching television, I've started watching this new show. It's on Netflix. It's called Inventing Anna. It's I, bizarre, first of all. It's, it's a true large, story, right? It's based on a true story. I think there are some, you know, some Hollywoodisms they throw mm -hmm. in there, here or there, but the overall arching story is true, and it's about this woman a few years ago, like this is in the last five years or so that she was busted. She was just going around. She somehow infiltrated these high-end, super elite social circles in New York City claiming to be a wealthy heiress, but really she was kind of flat broke and just got these people to pay for everything for her. Oh. Like she was going to parties and getting people to buy drinks and food and then not paying them back. She was staying at luxury hotels and then just skipping out on the bill and she ended up being charged for all these bills that she skipped out on, and that's what the show is about. It's following this reporter kind of combing through her life, trying to figure out who the hell this girl is and what she's all about, where she actually – no one even knew where she was from or what her real name was. Or It's really bizarre. And in the show, uh, the girl who plays this socialite, this fake socialite, is the girl from uh, Ozark. Ruthie. Yeah. Who we all love. And oh, we yeah. all root for Ruth. On Ozark. She's got a bit of an edge to her. She's foul-mouthed, but everybody, secretly, you're rooting for Ruth. And it's funny, because in Ozark, she's got that southern twang about her. Mm -hmm. And in this one, she has some kind of German-Russian, you-can't-quite-tell accent going on. And then it's weird when you see her being interviewed in her real voice, and you're like, that doesn't sound like Ruth. No. Like, she, she doesn't drop a meth bomb. No, she doesn't. She's not cussing. And she's married to Mark Foster from Foster the People. That's true. Which is another thing I never saw coming. Can but, I tell you now what my wife said about Inventing Anna? Did she hate it? She said it was trashy. She said it reminded her of a bad made-for-TV movie. It, it seems a little <laughs> slow-paced because each episode's like an hour long. They could probably knock that down. But. How many episodes, though? Eight or nine. Oh, there's that many? Yeah, it's oh. a limited series, so it's only a one-off thing. I, limited series is where it's at. I want a beginning, a middle, and an end. I don't want to have to think about it when the season's over. This one's interesting because right now I'm at the part where I'm being sucked in where I'm like, who is this person and how did she pull this all off? Mm -hmm. And also watching, because it all takes place in New York, and just watching people live their New York lifestyle, and you're like, huh. Oh, man. That is very different from the lifestyle I live. Yeah, here in a sea of broken concrete, nice. Like they interview this, uh, this journalist goes to someone's house in the Hamptons and is interviewing this person in the Hamptons who befriended this Anna girl. And like, she lives in some $30 million house and you're seeing that. And then I'm looking around my house and I'm like, huh. <laughs> Your house that costs $30. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Inventing Anna is your recommendation. Can I yeah. just talk quickly about Ozark? Have you finished it yet? No, actually, I haven't. I haven't been in the mood for no, it. I struggled with it. And honest to God, I've said so many times, Ozark is my favorite show of all time. Like as far as drama series goes, I liked Ozark better than, <laughs> sorry. I liked, I liked Ozark better than uh, Breaking Bad. And I loved Breaking Bad. But this final or whatever this season is now, season four. Yeah, where they split it into two. It, I had to work at it. And I think it has something to do with just the fact there's so much negativity and so much cynicism and darkness in the world. I really had trouble getting into it. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure it's a good – I've heard good things about the story and the acting and all of that. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. But, yeah, I just can't get into – how dreary it is, how bleak it is. I'm yeah. like, I get enough of that looking out my window. I'm at the point now, though, where, what was the name of uh, Walter White's wife? Skyler. Skyler. I never had a problem with Skyler, but a lot of people just hated her. Oh, I hated her. I hate Wendy Bird. Oh, the wife? Yeah. Or is that the daughter? That's, well, I don't like her either. <laughs> but the daughter's kind of come around a bit. Like, she's not as immature. She's okay. good. No, but Wendy Bird, oh boy, I what a piece of work! I cannot deal with Wendy Bird. She seems like a handful. She sure does. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it for recommendations? I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. Wow! I feel really rusty, Bryce. I feel. Out of my podcast groove. I know. It's because we're coming out of a long weekend here. Yeah, usually we have a day to prep. Yeah. We walked into work today and it's like, we're doing a podcast. Doing this podcast cold. Yeah. I read a story earlier this morning too about, what was it, like 40% of people that have dogs or pets sample their pet's food. Mm. Like eat dog mm. food. Huh. And of those people, 30% of those 40% are like, that's not so bad. Hmm. You've never had that. You've never. No, I have been not. tempted. No. Cause like I'll crack open a, a, a bag of his, like the fake bacon strips you give dogs. Mm -hmm. They do not smell like bacon. No, they don't really look like bacon. Uh, so just the smell when you open the bag, you're like, pool <laughs> here, you have this. I've never been like, mm, oh. one for you, one for me. No, I can't imagine. His food stinks. Like All of his stuff stinks. Like I know immediately I'm not going to enjoy this. Well, there are people who do enjoy it, Bryce. Weird. For instance, this is a text from, uh, it doesn't say who. My uncle used to keep an open box of milk bones beside the kitchen table and would often reach in and eat some. <laughs> he didn't have a dog. Oh. That same uncle... <laughs> Used to always drink two liter bottles of cola directly from the bottle. Interesting diet, milk bones and cola. And this reminds me, not right now, but we should really do an entire segment on the podcast one day called Uncles Be Weird because every single one of us has a weird uncle. I'm going to go ahead and assume that that uncle uh, lived alone. Yeah, a confirmed bachelor. I can't imagine a world. Where a guy with a sweetie on his arm is living a life where he has a milk bone box beside his yeah, sofa. Like where? On the floor next to his kitchen chair? Why, why would he not keep that on the table? He's like, ooh, I could really go for a snack. And goes for a milk bone? Yeah. Like, have you not had an Oreo? 
That has to be a thousand times better. I was going to say at least five times better. Uh, I remember when I was little, maybe four or five, I remember eating milk bone dog biscuits. I can still remember the taste as not too bad, but I haven't eaten them since I was quite little. I also remember trying Gainsburger dog food. Not as tasty. Gainsburger? Is that a dog? Don't know what that is. Maybe it's an old one. Maybe it's discontinued. I can give you a pass if you're a small child and you get into the milk bones. Yeah. Because you're a child. You're like a deer with its head stuck in a jar. Yeah. You don't know any better. But as an adult, whew, boy, that is a red flag. And it's not like, uh, like what, what is a box or a bag of dog treats cost? Is it more than a bag of cookies? I think so. Then why wouldn't you just buy a bag of cookies or a bag of beef jerky? Yeah, dog stuff is getting pretty expensive. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, I worked at a dog daycare. We once had a food rep for Merrick dog food come in and I S you not, this guy cracked open a can and ate it with a fork, said it was human grade. It looked human grade, but I pulled the old I'm vegan tactic on him so he wouldn't ask me to join him. Smart. I would just say, no, thank you. I'm not eating dog food with you. Yeah, because I'm a human. Because <laughs> I am a grown man. I can afford a hamburger. Uh, weird sales tactic. Though. Oh, my God, yeah. You're like, all right, I have this new product for you. It's so good a human can eat it. It's like, have you ever seen a sitcom from the 60s where – uh, a vacuum cleaner salesman knocks on the door, boom, 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 and the lady of the house opens the door. He throws in a dirt lump, and it smashes, and then he has to come in and vacuum it up. That's how he gets into the house. Or have you ever been in, like, those uh, shows at the Stampede or whatever where they are selling the super mop? Oh, yeah. And you see them mopping up goo on the floor? Uh, that works. It's fine for a mop. Yeah. I don't need to watch you eat a can of dog food to let me know that it's human grade and good dog food. I would never buy a miracle mop at an exhibition either. Because now you gotta walk around all day long with a miracle mop which basically is a flag for everybody else to go, Oh, there goes another sucker. That's what it is. It's yeah. a flag that says I'm a sucker and I'm bad with my money. Yeah, you want to ride the roller coaster later, but you can't because you're carrying a mop. Yeah. Where do you put the miracle mop? Way to ruin your evening. Yeah, that's not good forward thinking. I'm not sold on this dog food. Mm. Can I see you eat a can? And they probably don't break eye contact when they eat it. No. Uh, Here's one from Tamara. This is about eating dog food. Not surprising that a dog food sales guy would eat dog food. Old farmers report that back in the day, the Roundup chemical sales guy would drink some to prove it was fine. The local Roundup sales guy in my parents' farming area died of stomach cancer. Oh, the things we do for sales. That's kind of a dark turn. It sure did. Mm -hmm. It's got to be a weird first day at work. You're excited about your new job as a Roundup or dog food salesman. (laughs) And they tell you, okay, to really sink them in, you're going to have to eat a bunch of this. What? But I have 15 stops today. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you didn't pack a lunch. <laughs> I hope you're thirsty. <laughs> you come home at the end of the day with chemicals on your breath. You have to explain to friends and family six months later about how you gained 50 pounds from eating dog food. Yeah. That's a weird one. I went to a neighbor's the other day. He was eating handfuls of dog treats like they were chips. He offered me some, said they were human grade, and he liked them more than his dog liked them. I politely declined. At what point do you just say to your neighbor, can I lend you 50 bucks till payday? 
Go get some groceries. Are you doing okay? Yeah, is everything okay over here? I could bring you over some cans of soup or something. Yeah, human grade doesn't mean that you should eat it. It just means you can without, you know, having it fire out of both ends. Yeah, if you were, I don't know, shipwrecked on an island and maybe you were on a cargo ship that was hauling dog food and it said human grade, you'd be fine to eat that dog food on the, the deserted island. It doesn't mean you have to. No, when you're reaching for that over, I don't know, a bag of potato chips. Yeah. I don't know. That's a red flag. Somebody wants to talk about dog treats. Go ahead. Um, the We call them dog cookies at home. And uh, the kids, I have a couple kids, and my youngest goes, well, Dad, I want a cookie. And I was like, no, okay, whatever. And then it's, she's eating the dog treat. I said, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm eating a cookie. I said, that's not a cookie. That's a dog treat. She goes, no, Dad, you said it's a cookie, so I want to eat a cookie. And I was like, surprised look over, and her logic is so solid because it's a cookie. And I was like, no, you guys can't do that. And the other three looked at me, and they're like, Dad, it's a cookie. You can eat it. And I was like, no, it's a dog treat. And they all went to proceed to eat one to prove that you can eat it and told me I should. I, I opted out of the option of eating the dog treat, and I had to put, like, the dad foot down and say no. We don't eat dog treats. And that's the story of how you were spending $1,100 a month on dog food. (laughs) They should change the name to dog Brussels sprouts or doggy veggies. Dog asparagus. Dog asparagus and your kids won't be eating those anymore. Problem solved. I did once eat a can of Fancy Feast cat food for $20. Not worth it. Lots of bones and awful texture. Just an oh. 20 bucks, hey? Have you ever been that broke that you had to eat something weird? I like to think that me eating cat food would require more than a $20 bill. Yeah. What if you were, I don't know, 10 years younger and... It was two weeks till payday, and all you had was four cans of Fancy Feast. What would you do? Good Lord, that is bleak. Just imagine trying to wheel a sweetie. (laughs) You pull her in for a smooch at midnight, and she just smells cat food on your breath. Oh, That is probably a deal breaker. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's on the internet, where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Bryce. Mm. The innocence was stripped from my neighborhood last week. Oh, my. Other than a drive-by shooting a few years ago, there's <laughs> been... <laughs> besides I mean, that. Okay, besides the drive-by. Yeah, there was on my street. Does yeah, that give me cred, or does it make it sound like I live in a bad neighborhood? No, it was, uh, it was a really weird shooting. E- yeah. If they happened all the time, you'd have cred. Yeah, but I don't live in a... Like, I don't live in a... A drive-by neighborhood. I barely live in a neighborhood where this happens. Uh, my neighbor across the street from me, I was outside one day and he came up to me and he's like, hey, do you have any uh, security footage from last night between about midnight and 4 a.m.? And I do have cameras on my house, but I didn't capture that when somebody stole his catalytic converter. That's a thing from a car, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cars, right? (laughs) Total gearhead over here. It's on the bottom of your car. And the thing is, too, is that I was probably parked 40 feet from him. Like, it was close. And I drive a fairly new North American pickup truck. The vehicle that he had on his driveway, it's his son's vehicle, actually, his teenage son. And it's like an early 2000s Honda CRV. 
So they chose to steal the early 2000s Honda CRV uh, catalytic converter and not mine. So mine's not good enough for them, apparently. I'm sure there's some boring explanation as to maybe it's easier to take on that one yeah. or what, but uh, it's hard not to take that personally when you're like, uh, hello, my car is right here. My car is way better. What's wrong with why, me? Why would you not take mine? I don't want mine to be stolen, but a little piece of me was kind of like, hey, wait a minute. There's nothing better than a crime on your street. Is there? Oh, my. Well, I mean, as long as you're not involved. Well, everybody's talking about it. Oh, yeah. Like when the, I see it from time to time. Did I tell the story of uh, a couple months ago, we were watching a movie and had all the lights off in the house and we could just see the sirens from outside. Oh, the, the lights, the police lights. Yeah. A woman had got pulled over. I think she uh, drunk dr- and got drunk and drove. Ooh, and she was right in front of your house? Right in front of the house. Got pulled over, thrown in the back of a police car. Her car was towed away. And I was like, ooh, I watched that for 20 minutes straight. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was juicy. But then I thought everyone's going to think that it's me. Oh, yeah, because the lights were in front of your house. Directly in front of my house. Yeah. Um, Hey, guys, I had two patio chairs taken off my front porch during that cold snap in January. They were big, heavy, swivel patio chairs. What was their plan? It was minus 29 that night, Lori. Who steals patio furniture in the dead of winter? Yeah, it's the off season. It'd be like buying grapes right now. Like, are you serious? Yeah. There's a better time of year to be doing this. Oh, man. Should we just keep going with these? There's so many stories of people getting ripped off. Uh, this one says, I bought a treadmill off the Facebook marketplace and the girl selling it said it was new and barely used. So I gave her $400 for it. Not even a month into using it, the treadmill would smell burnt after 30 minutes and the smell would linger in the house. We contacted her and she insisted it wasn't that old. Yet there was a sticker on it that said, Zellers. (laughs) To say the least, we had to disassemble the treadmill and throw it away. I didn't get my money back either. A couple of things here. First of all, Zellers has been closed for how long? 10, 10 or 12 years? It's got to be close to a decade. So you know that it's not a new treadmill based on the fact that it's... The second thing I want to say here, too, it's a Zellers treadmill. Even if Zellers were still in business, yes, I would think their treadmills would not be top of the line. No, no, I would certainly not think that either. I don't think you're going to crack open a men's fitness magazine and they're going to be gushing about the new Zeller's (laughs) treadmill. (laughs) Oh, man. Have you ever had to get rid of a treadmill? Yes, I have. Oh, brutal. The weight is so lopsided on that thing. One person's going to have a miserable time. The other person's going to think it's easy. I disassembled mine. Like, mine just stopped working. And I had that thing. I got 10 years' use out of it. So it didn't owe me anything. But I still called the fitness company where I bought it. They came They came to my house and did a service call. And the guy's like, he did the move where he took his hat off and he put his arm around me. And he's like, there's nothing we can do for her. She had a good life. She had a good run. She had a good run. So I went back to that same place and I bought a new treadmill And I was going to have it delivered, but I couldn't get the old one out of my house because that is one thing I will never, ever do in my life. I will never ask somebody to help me move a treadmill. They're brutal. They are absolutely brutal. I, you know, you see criminals picking up garbage on the side of the streets. They should be the ones to move treadmills. Do you want them in your house, though? They're criminals. Well, as long as they have that thing where it's the, the chain around their ankles. 
And oh, they're and they're lifting your treadmill. So they have to do little baby steps and lift a treadmill. That'll teach you for murdering. Uh, so I took mine apart. Like I cut the wires. I took the upper part off of it. I still couldn't get the tread mill part of it out of my base. I eventually had to call one of those 1-800-junk-type companies. The shame, <laughs> the humiliation of having to call those guys. They sent, like, two young guys over. They had it out of there in, like, 45 seconds. <laughs> it was brutal. It is a bad time. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, treadmill. You got ripped off on a treadmill. Uh, speaking of getting ripped off... I left my wallet in my truck one night, which I never do, and must have left my doors unlocked. Someone went into my truck, took $10 out of my wallet, leaving behind the wallet and credit cards, the expensive sunglasses, and my iPod. I would have never noticed except for the fact that I'm super OCD and I could tell that things weren't the way I left them in my center console. Lessons were learned. Dan. Wow. Is that more violating that they went into your wallet, took out $10, and then put everything away? Yeah, they looked at your master card. Yeah, he's probably only got like a $500 limit. <laughs> this guy needs this more than I do. Yeah. You were judged by the criminals. That's exactly what happened there. <laughs> it's more violating. <laughs> uh, most targeted vehicles are Japanese models like Honda and Toyota. The older, the better. New, newer vehicles and pickup trucks aren't often targeted because the converter is in the engine compartment. There we go. So you can't just crawl underneath and saw it off. Not going to lie. My uh, eyes glazed over. Mine kind of did too. Someone stole the shifter knob from my 1990 Ford Probe. I had to work my way to Canadian Tire with just the stick to get a replacement. Ooh, that's hard. God, I hope you got that one that looks like an eight ball. <laughs> or a crazy bloodshot eyeball. That's a real good look. Those are good, too. Makes Especially your, when the cops pull you over. Makes your car faster. Mm, yeah, and you got the uh, the gas pedal that looks like a bare foot, like a, a naked foot. Man, there's something about driving into... Canadian tire to fix something that's wrong in your car that just you feel so much shame oh yeah like I remember I had to my sweetie and I had to go to Canadian tire because a wiper blade flew off of her car so we're driving in she didn't have a wiper blade scratch and I just felt like all the old timers at Canadian tire knew and were staring <laughs> but judging. is there anything more satisfying than installing that headlight or wiper blade in the Canadian Tire parking lot. Oh, you have to do it in the parking lot. You got to do it there. I've seen people put their vehicle up on jacks and do repairs in the Canadian Tire parking lot. <laughs> then you get one of those sweet Canadian Tire hot dogs that oh, they yeah. sometimes sell there. That's the reward for pick, fixing your own timing belt. <laughs> uh, oh, this one here. God, this one captured my imagination. I used to drive a 1990 Honda Civic while I was in university. It was super easy to break into and could be started with a screwdriver. The first time it wasn't where I parked it, I freaked out, but I soon found it a couple of blocks away with grocery store receipts that were not mine. It became a regular occurrence that someone would steal my car and go get groceries. They never put gas in the tank and always left the receipts on the seat. Not the worst ripoff. I still laugh about it, Veronica. They could have at least left you like a sweet mixtape. Or some of those Safeway donuts. So the powdery ones? Yeah. Yeah. The confidence of that criminal to keep going back to the same car and just using it to run the most mundane errands. Oh, yeah. 
and then leaving behind clear evidence of their crimes. Because you could have just taken that receipt, gone back to Safeway, said, hey, I need to look at the tapes. And then you could have found the perp. <laughs> you think it'd be pretty, the confidence, you almost have to admire it. Oh, maybe that person too was using your car to commit armed robberies. Ooh. How are you not in jail, Veronica? You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Bryce, excuse me for a moment here. I need to talk on the telephone. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, somebody wants to talk about the uh, Superstore roller skater oh. roller price checker. Hello? Yeah, inline skate. I, so I, I wanted to do that. I think that was Bryce Kelly's dream job, too. Yeah, I, I, man, I applied for it. I had a friend who worked at one, and, uh, you know, I went in, and I had a black eye because I'd gotten in a fight on the weekend, and uh, that's why, apparently that's why I didn't get the job. But, uh, yeah, they got rid of those. They, they weren't around for that long because they were, I guess they were more uh, yeah. a danger than, than anything else. You know what that guy should have said in the interview? He should have said, yeah, I was fighting high prices. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would have got that gig. That was your dream gig. The Superstore price checker on rollerblades? Yeah. Oh, my God. I did apply for that job. And never got it? Never got a callback. It was oh. one of the most disappointing. That's when I learned that the world is uh, not all sunshines and rainbows. That no. was a harsh lesson I learned that day. If all of a sudden today uh, Superstore was like, we're bringing back the inline skater price checker and we're hiring, would you... I'd be first in line. You would, hey? Would you oh, give yeah. up this, or would you do it just sort of evenings and weekends? I think I would do it in my spare time to start, because uh-huh. uh, they would need time to witness my abilities. <laughs> and then before you know it, I am head price checker Canada-wide. Wow. I'm running things. I'm going store to store to make sure everyone's got you know, the right blade, the right mm, wheels. No, because then you're in management. You don't get to do the job anymore. Except I would I would do my that. In nothing you, says manager take me seriously than a manager like, wearing inline skates. <laughs> yeah, wow, man. Oh, I always wanted that job. I look at it now and I realize, like, man, that was probably a pretty reckless, <laughs> reckless thing having people zip around grocery store. Oh. I almost nail people like when you're turning out of an aisle. Oh yeah, just casually strolling, looking at cereal. You're almost taking out old ladies. I couldn't imagine doing that on rollerblades. Yeah, I can't. Think of what I used to dream of doing when I was a kid. Like there was, I don't know. I aimed low. I aimed real low. I know some people were like. Not low enough, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Some people were like astronaut, rock star, movie star. I just wanted to check prices in a hurry. Yeah. And yet even that I failed at. Somebody said, when I was young, I wanted to be a veterinarian until I watched my uncle pull calves one spring. (gasps) Yeah, you're not going to want to be wearing your best dinner jacket for that job. Yeah, you watch his arm disappear inside of a cow. (laughs) (laughs) Your attitude changes. All of a sudden, the cow starts running. and (laughs) You know, (laughs) then when you have to pull calves, let's go back to wearing inline skates. That's why you wear inline skates to pull calves in case the calf bolts. In case the cow bolts, yeah. you at least, you can keep up for a while <laughs> until you can free your arm. Oh, Ooh, that was Lord. gross. That paints a picture. Mm-hmm, sure does. Uh, Michelle says, I wanted to be a cruise ship hostess. I wonder what that's like working on a cruise ship because every single thing I've heard or read says it's terrible. I think it's one of those things that sounds amazing on paper. You just yeah. spend your day on a luxury cruise ship 
going across the Caribbean or something, uh, then you realize that your living quarters are not a posh. No, it's almost room. like it's bunk beds set up in a hallway in the belly of a pirate ship or something. Like remember that in Titanic where Leonardo DiCaprio stayed? Steerage. Yeah, you're in. You're in steerage. You're by the engines. Exactly. Yeah, the iceberg hits. You're the first one gone. Yeah, just a bunch of ha- hammocks strung between you know <laughs> steam pipes. That's what the belly of a cruise ship looks like. And I doubt they let you just you know on your. Precious free time. You can't just go up to the pool and suntan by the pool. No, I don't even think you're allowed to make eye contact with the guests. No. Uh, Somebody else said, I wanted to be an actress. This is a bit of a joke because I can't even speak up in a staff meeting. Yeah, you got to be able to speak in front of a camera. Public speaking is part of the job. It is probably the biggest part of the job. It's fairly important. My husband told his entire family that he wanted to be a nude dancer when he grew up. He was four... (laughs) Hmm. How do you even get that in your head? How does a four-year-old know what that is? Well, I'll tell you how, because the four-year-old walked in while dad was watching nude dancers <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> there's, there's no other explanation. Uh, kids, <laughs> they do say the darnest things. Uh, I wanted to be a milkman because they wore those cool belts that had the, dispen- or the change dispenser, Lisa. I wanted one of those change dispensers so badly when I was a kid. I remember several birthdays in a row asking for one. Those I, things are pretty sweet. I want. I never got one. I remember also always for my birthday, my mom would be, what do you want for your birthday, Garney? It'd be a change dispenser, a flashlight, or um, I always wanted a squeegee to clean windows. That is satisfying. I think my grandpa one year gave me a squeegee. Like when you got to the level of coin dispenser where you didn't even look at it, you just went click, click. Here's a change. Oh, oh man! Imagine rolling up to a vending machine, whipping out your coins. Everyone just everyone's fumbling for their change. You just get it out of that dispenser. Yep. You get your chips and get the blaze. Olivia says, "When I was little, I wanted to be an ice cream truck driver because, for some reason, my four-year-old brain thought I got to wear pajamas to work." Mm There's truly zero correlation between the two, although I suppose you could. I've encountered some weird ice cream truck drivers. <laughs> weird? Sure. <laughs> I just want a job where I can wear pajamas to work. I just like that she wanted to be an ice cream truck driver, and the draw was not the ice cream. It no, was no. wearing pajamas. It was the outfit. Okay. Let's grab a call here. Hi. Good morning. I was a price checker at Superstore. We're on rollerblades? No, on roller skates. I was like 18. I'm 52 now. So oh, so this was, this was back in the day. Now, did you have those roller skates that clamped onto your shoes, or did you have the no, real ones? No, no. I had like the, the actual roller skates with um, like the wheels, yeah. And um, you know what? It was the best shape of my life I was ever in. It was crazy. So what you'd go do a price check and then you'd go back and just stand in the bullpen up by the tills and wait to be called out again? Yeah, but it was always super busy. But I'll tell you, like the um, the coffee bean aisle or the bulk aisles were the worst because if you hit a coffee bean or rice, it was like man down. Like <laughs> you get seriously injured. It was crazy. I never... I never thought of that's one thing that young punks today will never understand is that longboard wheels, inline skate wheels go over pretty much everything, but a skateboard wheel or a roller skate wheel back in the eighties, if you hit a micro pebble, you would be doing cartwheels down the aisle. 
Oh, yeah. I remember carrying this big plant up. Well, carrying. I was, I was roller skating and hit a coffee bean right where you come into the aisle where everybody's waiting to check out and went flying and the plant went flying and was all over like the, um, the gum chocolate bar section before the cashier. And people just looked at me and, and laughed. Did you wipe out lots? Uh, no, I was I was a roller skater from way back, like right yeah. from grade seven. I used to take rhythm; it was called. But um, no, I didn't wipe out lots. But when you did, you like injured yourself. Well, and you had an audience. Yeah, exactly. How yeah. embarrassing was that? Do you ever go home now and nobody else is around? Do you ever just uh, suit up and go down the basement, <laughs> throw down some hot laps? Yeah, like uh, Malcolm in the Middle, hey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't anymore. <laughs> who, who is this? This is Candy, and I've called you before. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. When I was a kid, your skateboard wheels, like if you tried to skateboard over a shadow, you'd have road rash. They were brutal. I never even thought of the... Bulk coffee <laughs> and the rice and yeah the I never even thought of that. Can you imagine your price? You're giving it your all to check this price and you eat it in front of everybody because everybody Ooh. sees you go down. Holy cow! Hey guys, when I was a kid, my dream job was to be a ninja. I don't know how a kid in rural Ontario would have made that happen, but back in the 80s, ninjas were huge in popular culture, and I thought that being a ninja assassin was a viable career option, Kevin. No. Yeah, you don't see those jobs posted on Indeed. Yeah. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that uh, a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling too. And it's too bad because you know what? When I inline skate, we just watched the Olympics, that short track speed skating. That's what have been me cruising around aisles. That would have been you going around the dairy case. <laughs> And heading toward meets. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.